friends, welcome back to The Millionaire Marriage with your hosts, Jeremy Gilliam and Taylor Kovar. And today we got a good one for you. I think we say that every week, but it's like... They're all really they good. They are. I mean, I mean, like, they're all really good. I mean, small humble brag there. Is that, that's not even a humble brag. No, that's like blatant. It's just blatant a blatant brag. brag. Yeah, <laughs> like if, if you're not listening to this, then you're missing out. Yeah, your marriage is suffering. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, because this is by far the best podcast oh, out there. There's no question. Yeah, it's it's a secret, but it's out there. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. Diamond yeah. hidden in the rough. But this one really is a good one. Yeah, like, it is. I, I am honestly, this is the most excited podcast or most excited I've been about a podcast yeah. for um, a few of them. Um, I'm always excited. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh-huh. But this one, like, I really like. Um, Today, we're talking about the roommate phase being living as a roommate with your husband or your wife instead of being their spouse. Taylor, why don't you oh, give us some insight? Yeah. So um, if you are any what active on social media, really like TikTok and Instagram, and you haven't ran across this roommate phase fad that's going on where, where people are kind of opening up about being in the roommate phase, a lot of these young um, influencers, young influencer families are opening up about like, hey, like, yeah, we, we we peer really great on on Instagram or TikTok, but like we're in this roommate phase. We don't know what's going on. How come they warned me about a roommate phase? Um, and I was like, dude, this would be a great episode because I don't care if you've been married a few months or literally a hundred years. Like you're going to experience the roommate phase at some point. Now you may call it something else, sure. a drought. You know, we're not really connected right now. <laughs> Whatever you want right. to call it. It's the roommate face. Right. That's what we're going with. It's the roommate face. And so really, you know, for me, it's any time where you just kind of feel, I mean, you feel disconnected from your spouse, where you feel like you're just living together, where you're passing each other in the hallway, but there's not, there's not a real relationship there. Yeah. You know, like I love this person. I mean, I look like this person Yeah, or, you know, they're just, they're just there. Um, they pay half the bills or you know whatever the role is, right? Yeah. But they're the roommate. And so um, I thought this would be a great one that we're going to jump in. And help people overcome the roommate phase, which also, if you're missing kind of the spark in your relationship, or you're like, "Hey, I really, I'm, I'm not just interested in my wife or my spouse right now," uh, you know, I think it goes the same way. And yeah. so, um, yeah. So hold on a second. So I think you may have said something already that is an indication of the roommate phase. Is your spouse paying half the bills and you're paying the other half? Ooh. <clears throat> I thought I was the finance guy on this. I thought I was, what, what, why are you taking my role here, bro? Sorry, um, I didn't mean to steal your thunder there. Yes. If, if you're paying half and your spouse is paying half, I would consider you roommate. Okay. Title. Yes. I, I know this. I know we, we do have an order for the episode, but how often do you see that? Like in your work with financial clients? Um, you know, we deal with a lot of business owners, and entrepreneurs, and we have like one stay at home spouse typically and one running yeah. a business. Um, so we don't see it as much, but anytime we do, other work, right? Where yeah. both spouses are W two employees, yep. we see it a lot, um, and un- it's unfortunate. And, yeah. and honestly, I would say we see it regardless if you're from a Christian household or you're not. We yeah. kind of see it the same the same way. Yeah. Um, now, I will say, I understand. I'm not making a blanket statement here. Everybody's different. Some relationships, you can say it works great for you, great whatever. Um, the happiest couples I I talk with merge finances absolutely right they don't look at it as my money your money my bill your bill it's ours yeah right? it's ours and we go back to this you're on the same team yep. kind of thing the happiest couples we deal with always have merged finances yeah boom i like it yep 
right, go ahead. Yeah, that wouldn't even that wouldn't even in the notes. That, that was, was not even the notes yeah. at all for this. Okay, so let's jump in on this roommate phase. How do we break the roommate phase? How do we get out of it? So number one, number one, don't ignore the elephant in the room, right? Don't you can't ignore it. It, it doesn't go away if you just say like. Yeah, we're going to sweep it under the rug. We're just not going to talk about it. We're not going to acknowledge it. We're just going to be here. Like, that's a good way to stay in the roommate phase, right? That's a great way to stay in it because you just don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Right? That's just it. So you have to acknowledge that something's off. Yeah. Right? You have to man up and admit it to yourself. You got to talk to your spouse. But, like, you, you cannot just ignore it. Yeah. Um, and I will say roommate phases happen for a lot of different reasons and and, you know i think you come in these ebbs and flows of a relationship and sometimes that's kids right like you get really distracted with kids or you get really distracted with a career Uh, maybe there's a season where you know you're facing a lot of stuff going on or school and and you know you do become disconnected but number one you can't just ignore it you have to confront it face on yeah yeah and i think what happens we see when people do ignore it is they tend to blame each other you know it's like well like, I haven't really changed. You know, I've always came home at 5 o'clock, but, you know, they're not they're not taking initiative. Yeah. They're not taking initiative. Yeah, yeah. doesn't feel good. It doesn't. But we have to, like... Yeah. You have to have the conversations, though. You got to have the conversation. And here's what I like to tell people, especially, especially when you see stuff like this and you pretend it's not there. I cannot tell you how often I see this just... You know, I work for I work for a college. I'm doing therapy, and people they see problems, right? Seeing doesn't do anything. Anyone can see there's a problem, but when you pretend the problem's not there, the only person you're lying to is yourself. When you pretend it's not real, or you pretend no 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 everything's good, the only person you're lying to is you. You're the only one you're fooling, and you're not even doing that well. So, yeah, I love it. Address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Somebody has to. Right. Take the step. Yeah. Have have some courage. Step up and say it. Um, And and I think there's ways, you know, that you can communicate stuff. Um, But the main thing is you you can't just let it go. Yeah. Right? Like, once you realize you're in the roommate phase— You've got to you've got to get back on the right track because at the end of the day, um, and we use a lot of sports analogies, or I do, right about being on the same team. Is if you're in that roommate phase, you go practice, right? Like, like, <laughs> hey, like, go go do something. Um, yeah. And I think that's you know, we tell a lot of people, hey, when you when you're in the roommate phase, find something that you can do together, yeah. right? Tackle some ordinary task together where it forces you guys to maybe get out of that comfort zone of like, I'm coming home and I'm going to pile up on the couch and you're going to pop them in, in the bed and we're both just going to watch TV. And then, you know, I may come to bed at some point or I may not, but like overall, like, eh, or we're going to grab dinner. I don't care. Let's just order a pizza. Yeah. You know, like do something out of the ordinary or it can be the ordinary, but do it together. And so there was a time where Megan and I were, were in the roommate phase and we didn't realize it was roommate phase at the time, but uh, we're, we're just disconnected. You know, we, we didn't feel like we were really connecting. We, we weren't, we felt like we were biting at each other, you know, more than normal. And so I like to cook. So like I enjoy cooking. Now, Meg kind of feels like it's, you know, the woman's job, right? But like I actually enjoy cooking and she doesn't. And so one of the things she came up with, she was like, hey, how about we order, you know, one of these home meal delivery kits, 
I don't remember which one it was, right? So I don't have an affiliate to send you guys. But yeah. man, that would have been really good right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, so if you're a meal delivery kit person listening to this, yeah. hit us up. We'll, we'll plug you yeah, next we'll time. Yeah, we'll plug you, yeah. We sure will. Uh, we'll go back and edit this podcast, um, <laughs> this episode. No, but like, so she ordered that, and it really just got us out of our routine, right? And, and it made it where it was stuff that we could both do together. It was different types of food than maybe we would normally eat, but we did it together. And that really just helped us to reconnect on a standpoint of, um, hey, do you think we should put that ingredient in there, right, to, to do this? Um, at the time, we had a really small kitchen, so it like kind of forced us in the same physical yeah. proximity, right? We couldn't put the island between us because the kitchen didn't even have an island, yeah. right? So yeah. I think doing some ordinary things together really can help break that cycle. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm just thinking about like how roommates live. Roommates, and it's like if roommates go in two different directions, no one thinks anything about that. That would be normal. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, if they started doing things together all the time, it might would, okay, what's happening? Yeah. But that's the whole thing about living like roommates is when you're living like a roommate, it's okay to go your opposite directions. But that's not okay when you when you have a spouse, like when you're when you legitimately have a roommate with someone, your room when you're rooming with someone, it's no issue if you you know you want to go to dinner by yourself, you can go to dinner by yourself. You don't have to put the work in, and so I, I love that. Do something that you two can do together, something different. I like it. Yeah. Like to me, I mean, it, it's easy, right? It, it's easy to just say. It doesn't cost a lot of money. It doesn't cost a lot of money, right? It doesn't, it, it doesn't require this really big, huge change. It's just, hey, let's do this together. Yeah. And when you were talking about roommates, there's a quote that I used to use a lot, and, and we still use quite a bit um, when we do marriage conferences and things, is, you know, it doesn't take anything for a boat to drift. Like, and you can you can arrive somewhere, right? A boat adrift, like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to row it will just drift. Yep. It'll just drift and it'll go wherever it goes. And a lot of times with our marriages and our relationships, a lot of times it's, we're just the drifting. Drift. We're just drifting, you know? And it's like, hey, wherever it kind of leads us, it leads us. But we're not being intentional about this is where we want to go. This is where we want our relationship to go. And so I encourage you, like, be intentional. Don't don't just drift away um, during this period of we're in this roommate phase. Yeah. Don't, don't just drift away be intentional and whether that's an ordinary task, whether it's just getting out of the ordinary, whatever it is, do it together, do something together. I'm going to stop because there's other things that, that we all want to talk about in the podcast, this episode. But so I know a lot about, I know a little about a lot. And so while I'm not super versed on the ocean currents of the world, I, it's so funny because I I'll get in these kicks and I'll start researching stuff. And my wife thinks I'm kind of goofy for it, uh, but I guess it helps in stuff like this. So there's in the Pacific Ocean. It's called the like the Great Garbage Heap or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the current just takes everything to basically this one location, and that's that's the drift though. It's like you're just gonna go through the motions and end up winding up at this great garbage dump instead of going where you actually want to go and like living as a roommate, right? Yeah. If you just, if you just kind of go with the drift, it's, we talked about entropy before. It's just going to, you're just going to wind up in the, in this place you don't want to be. And then wonder, and how did we get here? Cause I know we were in this roommate phase X number of years ago, but like, 
And we did the episode on waking up to a stranger, but it's like, I don't even know this person anymore. Who's this person that, that I share a last name with because I don't know them. So don't drift through life. Don't drift in your relationship with your spouse either. No, be intentional. And I think that leads me to our next point, which is take some alone time together. Right. If, if you've been busy with school and work or whatever, you're both just wore out and, and you're finding yourself in this roommate phase, go spend time alone together somewhere. Um, so for Megan and I, a lot of times what we do, we've always done road trips, but like, hey, it's like, hey, no, we're going to go spend 48 hours. It's just us two. And we're just going to drive a few hours away. Right. Or we're going to go stay somewhere. But it's just spending time together where it forces you to be together. And it, it helps to break that cycle of monotony, right? Not yeah. monogamy, right? Like, <laughs> not breaking that cycle. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's the cycle we want to continue. Yes, that, that's what we're trying to continue here. That's yes, right. right. Yeah. Um, but no, like look back, when's the last time we had a, a date night, right? Yeah. Well, we go out to eat together all the time. No, that's not what I'm saying. No. When's no, the last time you yeah. set aside a date night? Um, and we hear this a lot from newlywed couples or young married couples like, hey, we don't have kids. Like we have date nights seven nights a week. No, like, no, you don't. Right. Right. Like when have you been specific about a date night? Yep. When's the last time you stopped and brought home flowers? When's the yep. last time you dressed up for, yep. you know, even if you're going to Chili's, like when's the last time you, yep. you dressed up? When's the last time you broke that cycle um, and, and had a, an official date night, a time away? I mean, Megan and I are actually doing that this weekend. Yeah. Right? Like we're, we're going away to Houston, just going to go down, you know, it's only a couple hours on the road, going to get a hotel, have a great dinner and just kind of relax together. But it's getting away together. Here's what I want to say on that, because I think a, a, a chunk of our listeners are younger couples that may not have a lot of finances. Yeah. This doesn't have to, none of this has to be expensive. No. And I, I think, I think that, that especially as a younger couple, you know, you're just starting off, you're, you know, you've been married a couple of years and you kind of already find yourself in this drift, already find yourself kind of living as roommates. You're going, well, man, well, we don't have the money to go get away for 48 hours. And, you know, we have a two year old and, you know, we can't pay someone to babysit. This doesn't have to be expensive. No. You, you do have to be creative. But doing something where you are forcing yourself to be alone with your spouse, maybe it is where, you know, your parents live a couple hours away. Hey, would you mind, you know, would you mind taking little Jimmy for a night so that, you know, me and, me and, you know, John can have some alone time or me and Susan or whatever. And it's just being, being a little creative. You can do it like a, a little staycation at the house. Mm-hmm. Like, but also, even if you don't have kids, it's that intentionality of, yeah, we're alone all the time together, but we don't make it special together. So, yeah, maybe it's where you guys dress. And this may sound silly. I don't care. Yeah. Where you dress up, you put on your Sunday's best and go have, you know, a burger at McDonald's together. But you're doing something out of the ordinary alone together that is helping break that cycle up of just, the like you said, the monotony of, oh, well, you know, it's just the same old thing. Well, do something a little special and it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to break your budget. It doesn't have to be a trip to Hawaii. Now, if you want to go to trip to Hawaii, I mean, get after it, but it doesn't have to be crazy. No, it doesn't. And and that's where like we look and we teach a new class at our church. Right. And, and Megan are in a different spot in our life and our mid thirties than we were in our early twenties when we got married. And we tell them, I'm like, Hey, listen, yeah, like we've, we've had some really great trips and, and as a family and as a couple these last few years and, and things that we never thought we'd be able to to even see and do, you know, or at least not um, at this age. And I'm like, hey, don't don't take that as like, this is where we were at 22. 
right? Because at 22, I can like still drive you by the hotel that we stayed in one night that we got on uh, where you name your own price. Yeah. And like we drove by a month later and it, it turned into a, a, a week for $40, right? Hotel. I mean, like I can, <laughs> I can show you the place. I don't think they've demolished it yet. Um, like I can go by and show you like, yeah. Hey, we have stayed in some really bad places. I don't advise that. Um, uh, <laughs> looking back, That's not the hilarious. safest and gas is more expensive than it yeah, was right. then, but it's doing something together. And, and even if, um, you know, you say, well, you know, I'm open to that. And my spouse isn't like I can, I don't want to speak for everybody, but if you're, if you're trying, if you're like stepping out of your comfort zone, most spouses who want to be in a loving committed relationship, right? So I understand you have one spouse that's, that maybe doesn't want to be in it. And I'm not talking about that type of relationship today. We're talking about yeah. roommates, right? Where you both want to live together. But when you see one of the people trying, use the other one, get on board. Sure. Right. And, and I'll use that even in real life roommate situations. When one roommate's like, hey, I'm going to make him more an effort to keep the place clean and stocked and everything else. The other one usually falls in line. But I know, like, Megan's called me before. and like, hey, listen, I think we need to get out of this rut, whatever this rut is. Or I feel like we're working. I don't feel like it. Maybe yeah. one spouse doesn't feel like it. Hey, I'd like to get away for the for a night, right? Or I'd like to do this or that. Like, dude, yes, you took the initiative. Like, yeah. you're being intentional. Bro, I don't care if it's not my favorite thing in the world. Let's go. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's do whatever that is. But you're right. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can be creative. There's tons of resources. Yeah. Um, just go for a walk. Right. Just a walk together. Right. I had somebody tell me this the other day at um, one of the things we were at, and they were like, best thing we ever did in our marriage, we implemented a 20-minute walk, just us every day that we have together. We walk around the block five times or whatever, 20 minutes every day. The kids are fine. Like, it's little, we're no more than 200 yards from the house, right? But, like, we have a 20-minute walk together every day. It's just us two, no phones, no music, just a two. Best thing they ever did in their marriage. So it doesn't yeah. have to be expensive. Nope. Just intentional. All right, leads to the next point. Number three, um, if you're caught yourself in this roommate phase, is show some kind of daily affection. Touch each other every day. Let's clarify for the men. Yes. Non-sexual touch. Non-sexual touch. Yeah. <laughs> non-sexual touch, but show some kind of physical touch every day, right? When we can get into all the studies of it, how it releases endorphins and these studies yeah. about it should, you know, if you really want to thrive, you need to have eight hugs a day and all these kind of things. Like, yeah. you can get into that. But maybe you're not used to it, right? Maybe you're not used to touching each other, no matter if you've only been married three months, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it happens. Sure. Be intentional about touching. And this is why um, when I talked about doing the home meal delivery kit, like we were in this tiny kitchen, like you couldn't help but touch each other. Yeah. We're like, hey, I have to move you out of the way because right. I have to get over there, yeah. right? Or we're bumping here and there. Um, and so be intentional. Make sure that you are touching. And so, like, I'm curious from a therapist standpoint how you guys deal with this in, in relationships where maybe there hasn't been any physical intimacy for a long time and how you break kind of that barrier of some of those initial touches and getting people in that yeah, routine. For sure. So I think part of it is is – getting them out of their comfort zone because what ends up happening is they get, they get to ruts like, like you were talking about and then they both end up becoming complacent. So and this is where things really, it, it, it gets sad where one will shut down and the other will just learn to live with it and just, okay, well that's just, I literally have heard people say, well, that's just, that's how it's always going to be. It shouldn't be that way. So when it comes to just starting off, um, it's really interesting. So let me let me digress for half a second. 
So while I don't buy into everything that it's about, uh, couples that have like sexual issues, um, there's a whole type of like intervention that deals with just touching where they don't end up having sex afterwards. So it's called sensate focus and it's just literally what it's all about paying attention to the sensations your body has. And so for some of that, it's just getting them involved in the process of having and showing affection to their spouse. And it's getting them out of that, that comfort comfortable zone they've been in. It's like getting them out of the rut they're in trying something else. So making sure when you come home, why don't you try giving your give just give your spouse a kiss on the cheek? Doesn't have to be anything crazy. Give him a hug. Let him know you appreciate him. And this goes both ways, though. And so, because if you're listening, you're going, well, well, neither of us are touchy feeling. So what? Someone is going to have to take the first step. And I tell couples this all the time: hold your hand up and pinch yourself. That's all you have to work with. Yeah. That's literally it. So if you if you guys both are not touchy feely, someone's got to take the first step. So if you're listening to this, it's you. Congratulations. But I agree with this, right? Especially when you start getting that roommate phase, because roommates don't touch, uh-uh. roommates don't kiss, roommates don't hug. So someone's going to have to take the first step, even if you're saying, "Well, I'm just not. I'm just not an emotional person." You got a couple kids, don't you? You're emotional once or twice in your life. I'm pretty sure you can get emotional again. Yeah. And just take that, take that first step. Someone's gonna, someone will have to break the cycle. Yep. And if you're listening to this, suck up your pride, suck up your ego, and you be the first one. Yeah, and and in a, you know, like you mentioned, in a non-sexual touch, right? Because I think yeah. we get caught up on that sometimes. But you know, there's ways like when we were dating, you know, hey, when the girl goes in front of you through the door, you're holding her, her back. Yeah. Right. You're making an excuse to touch her. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> here, let me guide you through the door. Like let me she's walked right through here. thousands of doors in her life. Yeah. Right. Like she can get she, to the she door. She can manage. Um, right. Or, Hey, let me, let me get that off your face. Like you're finding excuses to touch, find an excuse to touch your spouse. Yeah. And let me say on that as well, like practice the whole touching thing without expecting an outcome. Right. So, okay. I'll give you an example. So let's say you've been in a sexless, a sexless marriage and you're going okay. Well, I'm going to start. The, I'm going to start the process because I that's not okay with me. It seems like it's okay with my spouse, but it's not okay with me. Start the process, but don't expect an outcome. I can't tell you how many couples I've worked with that like the first and it's paradoxical and it's designed to be paradoxical. So I'm, I'm saying that up front. I just tell them you guys just stop having sex, stop even trying. And then what ends up happening is they rebel against the therapist and they, and they, <laughs> and they do it anyways. Yeah. And then it has the desired effect they came into therapy for. But, uh, but saying all that to say like when you're trying to reestablish that kind of connection, have no outcome in mind. Don't, don't get your expectations. Well, I'm going to have a kiss on the cheek and then, you know, before too long, you know, don't have that expectation. Go into it with, I am desiring to show them that I care yeah. and not I'm desiring to give them something, not get something out of them. Not a, not a quid pro quo, not this for that. Yeah. No, I'm just going to give them my love and my attention, my affection, regardless of what they do. Love it. I, I think that kind of helps lead to this next point of being interested in your spouse, right? Showing that you're interested in them. Cause you can show interest without expecting anything in return. 
right? Like I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested in what the Houston Astros are doing. They could care less about what Taylor Kovar, right? Like, I mean, just like you're showing interest in things. Um, you know, a lot of different hobbies. I've been interested in golf for a long time. It's obviously not interested in me, how it, how it treats me. Um, but no, like show, become interested in your spouse again. I mean, I think sometimes we get into these roommate ruts, right? Or phases and we're like, Oh, well, they're just living their life. I'm living mine. Right. But become interested in them. You know, it's so interesting. So I was, uh, I was recently at a church and had a, I struck up a conversation with, uh, one of the people at the church and afterwards I was talking to somebody that attended that went there and they say, well, they said kind of, kind of jokingly. And it was, it was funny at the time. Well, how'd your conversation with the person go? And I was like, actually it was, it was a great conversation. We had a really, you know, really good talk. Like, Oh man, like I've, I've just found it a little, a little challenging at times. And, uh, I think one thing that being a therapist has helped me do is it's, it's helped me take a curious approach with someone. And so do that all over again. Take a curious approach to your spouse. Like, I wonder what their world is like. What's it like being them married to me? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah, good. Be, I know, like it. Yeah. So not not just taking interest in what they're interested in, though you should, but take interest in them as a, as a, a genuine human being. What is their world like? And then you, there is an innumerable amount of questions that you can ask of your spouse and still not get to the bottom of who they are. Like the ocean is so vast and just like our actual natural ocean. Here we are going, going back to the currents. Like we've only explored X amount of percent of the ocean. Like we're not even close to a hundred percent. No. Just like you've not explored everything there is to know about your spouse. So be, be curious be curious about what they're curious about. And then and then be curious why they're curious about that. Because then what ends up happening is then you start asking yourself questions that you can ask them. Like, I wonder, like, so what got you into playing golf? Oh, you know, well, me and my dad did it. Well, did you guys have, tell me about your time. Open any questions. Yeah. You know, what did you guys talk about? And then all, before long, you've talked for three hours with somebody that, you hadn't talked to in a week because you've been living like roommates. So show interest in them. And then also take a curious approach. I like that. It reminds me of like one, how kids have an innumerable amount of questions, right? Like it does not matter. They will ask a gazillion questions, no matter how off the wall. And I think that that one, like we're on date nights and I'm like, all right, what questions can I come up with? Right. Why, 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 yeah. right? Um, or, you know, like the whole, like, would you rather? Yeah. Um, like yeah. those are fun and easy and right. they can go as crazy as you want them, right? But would you rather? And and then those play off into those additional open-ended questions. Absolutely. And so uh, one of the reasons we created our card decks yep. that, that couples use, there's also- a Shameless plug. Shameless. You should buy This them. is what we do. No, you, you should buy you really them. Should, and you should buy them for all your friends and family. Yeah, they're good. They are really good. Um, but there's gazillions of questions out there, right? But being curious in them, being curious in how they view life- um, it, it doesn't have to be rocket science. No, it, it doesn't have to be rocket science. No, it, it doesn't. It, it shouldn't be. No, but you, I, I know I said a long time ago, I go, I want a PhD in air ecology. Like I, like I really like, but that takes, that takes not just intentionality, which is a word we use a lot. And it's really important to do be intentional, but it really takes learning, studying, and being curious about who your spouse is so if you're stuck in this roommate face, right? Like roommates can go weeks without talking. 
Like legit. Yeah. Like I don't even know where they are. No big deal. Did they pay rent on time? Like no issues. That's not how it's going to work with a spouse. So be curious about them. Make the decision. If, if you are stuck in that cycle today, right? If you're going, man, we've been living like roommates for three years and I'm done with this. You make the decision then. What about them do you not know? And how can you find out about it? Be that curious. If, you're, if, you're, if your spouse is into sewing, well, go look up a bunch of sewing stuff so you have something to talk about. If your wife, if if your you know if your wife is into pottery, and it may not be interesting to you, figure out about pottery. Ask her why it's interesting to her. What do you see in that pot? I I I would love to know your thoughts, and actually love to know her thoughts. Actually, know know your husband's thoughts. Like what's in their mind, because that's just going to develop deep intimacy and connection. If you really can dig in and really get to know who they are and get out of the roommate phase. Get out of trying to be buddy buddy and like you're 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 more than just friends. Like I I'm like I love my wife and we are great friends, but we're more than just friends. Yeah. Like she's my spouse. She's my 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 life partner. She's my partner in life. Like we're doing this together. It's more than just, oh, a casual friendship or a casual relationship. Yeah. Get back to the reason of why you fell in love with that person to begin with. And I love when people say, well, you know, they've changed or I've changed. Like, yeah, you haven't. We've talked about it before. Like, yeah. obviously you've changed. Right. Who hasn't? Right. Then, then find out why you love them now. Right. Find out why you love them now. What are they into now? What What's changed in the last three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years? Right. What do you love about them now? And I think... I'm going to jump to this last one, right? Yeah. This is what we see. Um, the number one tip that that I have heard of, that we've worked with, um, that anything I've heard, if you want to break the roommate cycle, and this is almost guarantee, almost fell safe, right? I mean, there's always the chance that it doesn't. If you want to change it up, have sex. <laughs> right. I, I mean, honestly, right? I mean, so most roommates aren't having sex. That's a really right. big difference, right? right? Have sex. Yeah. Plain and simple. Um, yes, have sex. Uh, it it will, one, it, it gives you tons of um, healthcare benefits, right? And mental health benefits. Sure. But it will immediately change you from, hang on, we're just roommates too. Yeah. Hey, oh, hang on. Yeah, All so, right. Something, like, something happened here. Yeah, something's different. Something's changing the atmosphere. So I know I've told you this before. So I, I recommend his book all the time. Now, it's not quite as blunt, just have sex. But uh, Peter Scazzaro, he writes a book about emotionally healthy leaders. And in his book, he said him and his wife, um, every day, regardless, every day, spend 20 minutes naked together. What? Whether they have sex or not. Just 20 minutes naked? Yep. Together? Yep. Yeah, uh, like embracing. Wow. And, and, the whole, and this is in his book on emotionally healthy leaders. But the the philosophy is he is wanting deep intimacy with his wife, whether it's sexual or not, because that takes real vulnerability. No, it's it is it takes it yeah. is being vulnerable. Vulnerable, and we see that a lot of like, hey, we're you know, it'd be this sexless marriage, and we've talked before, like, hey, do a one eighty, yeah, right, like do a, bust out some role playing, bust out something, like go to the far stream if you want to or need to, shake it up, right, and have sex. 
sometimes, well, they haven't initiated. You then you then, initiate. Then them. you do it, right? You figure it out. You make it happen. Well, you know, they haven't planned a date night or a night for us to get away. You plan it. What's stopping you? You have you have Google, right? Yeah. Like you. you oh, can I do want these them to things. take initiative. You take initiative and see what happens. Yeah, you reap what you sow. Do something different. Yeah. Number one rule: you want to gather roommate phase. You want to you want to reconnect with your spouse. Have sex. Have sex. Make it fun. Do whatever you want to do have sex, a lot of this other stuff will start to kind of fall in line. Um, we should just start with that. And but then it. the episode would have been really short. <laughs> <It> would, <laughs> I thought two, about two, it, but two it was minutes, like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the episode. Yeah. And so, um, but yes, have sex, get into it with your spouse and break that roommate phase, break that roommate cycle. If you're on social media and you see somebody hinting about roommate phase and how can I warn you about it and how to get out of it, shoot them the link to this podcast. Um, and if you have some other ideas and things, Hit us up. Let we us would know. love to hear about yeah. it. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Don't forget to check us out and uh, check us out on social media as well. Yeah.